Alrighty, welcome back to hey. In Person Sports Booth Podcast. We've done it. We've yep. we've finally managed to to break our what pre COVID battle. Episode eleven. Episode then? eleven. I think we did what are we, one and two. I was about to say it's it's mathematics. So we did two last time, and now we're on eleven. So it's so it's it's magic number. <laughs> and your hurricanes, my waratahs, both one and one. It's a magic number. It is. It's it magic works. Number. It definitely does. So we are back in person, which is fantastic. Um, so I get to see Husey have a little bit of a cry about his Waratahs. However, <laughs> yeah, it was a good game, and yeah. we will touch on that soon. But on the podcast today, we'll be talking, obviously, about Super Rugby um, because it was a great weekend, yeah. fantastic weekend. Hurricanes are the greatest team alive, but we'll touch base <laughs> on that soon. The the new rugby rules and just our thoughts on it. Husey doesn't know much about it, so I'm mm. going to break them down because it's been it's been grinding at me, um, and 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 I just need to express it somehow. So this is the way I'm going to express yeah. it, and Husey's going to give me his opinion on my expression. Uh, Six Nations obviously happened. NRL trials cancelled trial today for a couple yeah. of the Queensland teams. Um, then we got the women's NRL NFL off season. Uh, the sp- Sporting, but oh, sorry, sporting fallout from Russia. Obviously, the mm. rougher inc- Russian incidents that are happening, and what's come from that. And then we've got a world heavyweight champion announcement at the end. Tyson Fury fighting again. Um, but let's kick straight. It's into not it. against me. Just <laughs> it out there. I, I'm I'm done. Me v Greg Hardy. It's that was it. That was I, it. I'm bowing out while I'm on top. <laughs> One, too many concussions meant you know my uh, neurologist and other health uh, advisors <laughs> have advised me that. You know, I'm coming up on 30. This is this is the time. Go out on top. Go out a champ. Enjoy the rest of your life. So, yeah. yeah it okay. won't be Husey. We, can, be we can guarantee it that. It won't be me. <laughs> but let's go straight into Super Rugby, okay? Yeah. So, uh, Friday night, we were back in Dunedin. Still no crowds in New Zealand. Still a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but game was very good. Crusaders. Mm. Islanders came out of the block hard. Yeah. Uh, I did a whole preview about the second round. But we'll just touch base on it quickly now. Islanders came out of the gate hard, were very physical, but the Crusaders are the Crusaders. The Highlanders always play up. It's me. It, this was, I mean, with this, these first two games, this was rivalry round, really. And yes. yeah, with <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Highlanders came out, and I mean, they had a lead, they had a decent lead, and if it was against anyone other than the Crusaders, you would have think they would hold on to that Kicked lead. On, yeah, yeah, but they didn't, and so now they're two or zero oh and two, I should say. Mm. Uh, so that's it's, it's going to be a tough fight back because they've got Hurricanes this week. Tough fight back for them. Then we move on to the second game in yeah. terrible conditions at Lightheart. Yeah, awful conditions. And for me, watching that game, I, I I said this to you over message. I said I felt like the Waratahs were actually better than Queensland. Like they had more potential, but they kept shooting themselves in the foot. They kept stumbling over themselves, you know, too many turnovers, too many errors. And the Reds, I mean, you know, they had... Waratahs had a huge amount of possession at the start of the game. The Reds take one trip up the Waratahs end and score. They're, they're efficient with it. The Reds, to their credit, defended tremendously. I thought the Waratahs, if their execution was just a little bit better, they should have won this game. And it's a very positive sign because last year, as we know, the Reds comprehensively stomped the Waratahs. So yeah. to see the rivalry come back into its previous physical form, bit of... Um, Push and shove, how's your father kind of going on on the <laughs> sidelines as well. Always good to see in these games. I, I When I uh, saw the news reports the next day and I saw the players going at it, I thought, oh, they're doing a state of origin preview already because, you know, this, <laughs> you know, this is just New South Wales versus Queensland, always getting into it. And, uh, yeah, look, it was positive signs, especially missing two of their best players, two of their star players in Michael Hooper and Lachlan Swift and two Wallabies. And uh, still, you know, Ben Donaldson inexperienced at the 10 position, and that showed during this game with that terrible decision to try and kick all the way across the field. 
you saw what, he saw what the Reds did where they did that short little kick into Jordan Pataya, and that worked really well. And I feel like you probably should have just not been ashamed to imitate a little bit more and just keep it a little bit more on the inside because, yeah, the Waratahs, they've got decent wingers, but they're not going to absolutely blaze you over mm. the speed, and the best player is Parese at 13. So try and get him involved with the ball. Whenever he ran the ball, he looked fantastic. So, Definitely. I mean, They're missing the X factor, and yeah. that X factor is the... James O'Connor to Pattaya was the expected for the Reds. It just has to happen once and boom. Yep. Whereas I think, yeah, you Waratahs, like you said, it need to to control and, and dominate a little bit longer and just find a way over the line. You yeah. know, they need, you need to find a way, whereas, whereas the Reds can spark a way to get over the line. Yeah, 100%. Just with, with, with that. And again, it's, it happened again with Ben Donaldson. I think he had a pretty decent game except for that and the rainbow pass yeah. uh, to Turner. Whereas if it just goes through the hands, you probably score anyway. So what I said in the, uh, in the uh, review I did of it was... He'll learn, that's an easy tape fix. You watch that tape, it's about yeah. making those plays in the game, in the moments, which, like you said, he hasn't had any experience in because you weren't in these games and in these moments last year. So I think a massive stepping stone for the Waratahs and, and a good, like you said, it's a good, good teams win those games. Like yeah. when, when you're not in a position where you should win and you win, a good team. So I think the Reds are showing that they're the best Australian team. Um, but yeah, a very good game. Then we move on to the Brumbies beating the Drua. Rinse and repeat from last week. Really, I, th- I think uh, Jura played better this week. Like I saw some more. There was some more spark there. Mm. Like they definitely they, they got some backline and stuff moving. Um, Caleb Munts and then Kerr at the back. I like that combo a bit better. But it's still the same there. They just they can't get over the line. They fall down at the wrong times. It's just they haven't they haven't got the the execution level there yet, and and it's letting them down. And the Brumbies, to their credit, uh, are, are a good enough team, and they play the Brumby style that. If you, if you let them have a, have a sniff, they'll take it. So, Brumby's still 2-0 without being convincing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I think, are they playing, are you playing them this weekend? Is it the Waratahs? Good question, I'm not I sure. Think, I think it's the Waratahs and the Brumbies. Wait, and I'll have to wait and watch the sports booth Super Rugby preview <laughs> to find out. <laughs> yes, I think, I do think it is uh, Brumbies, and so therefore, that's going to be a big clash. That's, that's, that's a clash for who's actually that top two teams. Uh, forced to chuck in their name in it as well, but mm. yes. We'll go then. It was the Hurricanes absolutely demolishing the Blues, like tearing them off the off the paddock, like just a wait, just sorry, laying what? waste, laying waste. Sorry, to wait, or- wait, wait, wait. Let me just sorry. <laughs> to an just need to look at my. Need to just look at the one I, It was only it's only one point difference. <laughs> yeah, thirty three. The scoreline doesn't sell at all. It was it was a it was a demolished job that that, that the mm. Hurricanes put on. No, yep. one of the greater comebacks you'll ever see. Um, great last play. Embarrassed Roger to a Vasashek. <laughs> Greatest team in the world. What else can I say? One and one. <laughs> one and one. Waylon Sullivan. It was it was a great play. I, the Hurricanes have that in them, and and yeah. I said this, this is what I said when I ranked them as third or fourth overall in this. It wasn't because I was just doing it as a Canes fan. Yeah. They can beat the teams they showed against the Crusaders. There's enough there. They just make dumb mistakes. They're gonna te- honestly. I think I may lose some here. I may be going grey by the end of the season if yeah. I keep watching the Canes as I go. Um, but yes, very good win for them to come back and win it. Um, and then the last game, the Force just beat a, a yeah. sorry Rebel side. Yeah, I think you need to change the words there. The Force smashed the Rebels, whereas the Hurricanes beat the players. <laughs> you need to change it in your run sheet. Yeah, look, the, the Force are looking, uh, yeah, I mean, they're a tough squad. They're a tough squad. So Sort of what we said in our overarching Super Rugby um, seasonal preview, I think that's kind of what they're bringing to the table this season. And, yeah, the Rebels just aren't very good at all. And of I mean, the, the strangest thing, I've, I think I don't think we're going to see anything strange this entire Super Rugby season 
is Reese Hodge was red carded. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the anointed nicest man in rugby. I said, I said it in the review. I said, that's how you describe the Rebel season so far, or even that game was Reese Hodge got recarded. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's confusing because I don't know where they go. I don't know what way is up for them. I don't see them winning the game and when they play the Australian sides. Jura was their big competition, yeah. and that's sad when you when you look at it. And I was I've done a lot of thinking now, and I'm I'm a little bit annoyed just just okay. with Super Rugby, just for one thing. All right, so the Hurricanes, so you you have your draw, yeah. You play you're playing every team in your conference. We'll just call it. It's obviously not a conference yeah. at the moment. One time, and then you play the same first three teams the second time. So you're mm-hmm. playing. So we're playing the Crusaders, the Blues, and the Highlanders twice. Yeah. You're playing. <laughs> the Druda, <laughs> yeah. the Reds, and then maybe the Brumbies. You know, it is the Brumbies. Yeah, it is the Brumbies. Yeah. So that's that's not a bad one. But there will be teams out there that will be playing the Druda, the Rebels. Yeah. Like, like look at the look at the Brumbies draw. Look yeah, at the Brumbies draw. They go Force, Druda, and then you guys. Now, if you took it from last year, now you guys are a better yeah. team this year. But if you took it from last year, you'd be yeah. like, so it's, you only have to finish top eight. But I see teams like the Highlanders who have gone Chiefs. Blue, uh, Chiefs, Crusaders, Hurricanes. Yeah, they've got to play those teams twice. If they don't get a victory somewhere in there, they could very well slip out of that top eight. Yeah, to sort of, from what I understand about our local rugby season, um, <laughs> where we we will be playing some teams twice, but not all of those games will count. There's some formula out there about <laughs> some only only do you play some, some teams twice, not all teams twice, and either the first or the second time you play those teams it doesn't count. So maybe something could be implemented in Super Rugby like that. I mean, I think ideally it should be you play everyone twice. You play them home, play them away. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously that's a bit, then a long season, but I mean, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously though you have to get to the international games and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I would prefer to see um, everyone play twice yeah. because it's, the, the home ground advantage is real, especially in New Zealand, Definitely. especially in New Zealand. And in Queensland as well. Queensland have definitely got home field advantage. If any Australian team, they've got home field advantage. Waratahs, when they're, when they're doing well, they can sort of get a home field advantage. I, I remember in the season where we won it all, how much those games were electric at yep. the um, at ANZ and the football stadium. So some teams not getting that advantage over other teams is, is going to be tough. Um Almost as tough as having to play the Crusaders twice, the Crusaders and all the other top New Zealand teams. But look, if you think about it as well, like it'll be interesting because I again at, at the moment in New Zealand, you you don't know who's home at the moment. They're, yeah. they're obviously they're, they're playing and they've got the schedule. But let's say that first game we played against the Crusaders was our home game, so now we have to try and beat the Crusaders yeah. in Crusaders country after having a home game in a dead Forsyth Bar yeah, Stadium. Exactly. It's just yeah. There, there's a couple of things I'm like, ah, oh, that's interesting. I understand yeah. why they've had to do it and stuff, and you can't play replay everyone twice. Too big of a season, but yeah. Last, uh, I do have a, a question before we move on. In the in the Reds game, they suffered. A couple of key injuries, yes. specifically one to Tate McDermott. Tate McDermott yes. So, do, I, I know you've put out your power rankings. Yes. Did that come into your thinking at all when you made those power rankings with him being injured? No, because I they haven't played a good game yet. Yeah. So to me, to me, again, yes, it does. Like it would, it would have if they if they had played two shoddy games, but they've played two in the week games. I haven't seen they've done enough to win games when they haven't been the better team, and that yep. to me is why I've still got them in that fourth. It will, it will start to start to bear 
No Taniella Tupo, obviously, in that game. Now they've lost Tate McDermott. Liam yeah. Wright, I think it was, who got out the first game, who's the other co-captain. Yeah, and then there's um, the flanker, Scott Young. Is he out as well? Yeah, he's got yeah. another. He's got MCL injury as so, well. So, so like it is starting to pile up for them. But again, I still think they're the, they're the best Australian team by merit at the moment. Yeah. Um. So I'm leaving them there. Okay. But that was that was why. But it is yeah. it is a consideration. Um. To see injuries and and what's going to happen with that. Uh. Okay. New new rugby rules that have come into Ooh, the super rugby competition. Okay. I'm going to start. I'm going to I'm going to explain them all and then go and give you my opinion. Okay. So the the first one's the fifty twenty two. So in your own half, if you kick it. Ball goes out in the 22, obviously not on the full. Rolls out in the 22, it's your ball. You understand that now? So inside your own half, you kick the ball. Yeah. It goes out in the other opposition's 22. As long as it's not on the full, it's your ball now. Okay, yeah. So I kick it from our 10-meter line. Yep. I find touch five meters out, it's our ball. So it's like a... It, it like to a, be like a 40-20. 40-20, yeah. Yep. The, yep. Our okay. version, New Zealand rugby version of 40-20. Second one is if you're held up in goal now, it's a goal line dropout. Okay, so if you're held up in goal, goal line dropout, no scrum anymore. If the ball is uh, forced in the goal line, so like say someone kicks it to the goal line, yep. little grubble, it's a goal line dropout now. Okay. Um, so no, no longer a 22 dropout, it's a yep. goal line dropout. Okay. And lastly, a red card hasn't happened yet, but after 20 minutes, you can replace them. Ah, okay. So that's those are the the four main ones, and again, I'm probably missing one or two that they've amended, and I don't even know. But those are the four main ones I know. Okay, starting with the fifty and fifty twenty two. I I disliked the rule when I first when I first started watching, and and I still have one little dislike to the rule, but I've come to it now because I love seeing it tactically played. Yeah. So like tactically, it's fantastic. My only issue is is off turnovers. Okay, so the rule is obviously. Done so that wingers can't just hold back. They have like wingers, yeah. Wingers can't just stay in the line. They have to go back and opens up more space on the wings. Mm. So while you're in attack, it's all good. Think if you're hard on attack, there's no winger that's going to be sitting 22 meters back. Yeah. So you turn the ball over at about the 30 meter line. Good enough kicker can plug the corner, go boom, roll it out. All because of the turnover where. But ideally, from the turnover, all he's looking for is territory. He's not looking to get the position back. Uh, to me, it's that's the only part where I go, and you can't not like. I don't think you can change it to say, "Oh, on a turnover, it can't yeah. be done." You can't change it like that. So I still don't mind the rule being in the game, but I think, man, like as soon as someone turns the ball over, there's a classic example. Last year, I think it was or two years ago, France versus England Six Nations turnover on their own five meter line, spiral kick, absolute beauty from the Frenchman rolls out from his five at ten meters out in the English goal line. That's now his ball. Yeah. And that just blows my mind to go, that's that. But I mean, to be fair, that's that's an exceptional kick. And I that's what I don't really mind it. I mean, you're describing off the turnover in your own deep in your own territory, and you know, you've been attacking on someone's goal line and then suddenly you're defending your own goal line. Look, I guess because I'm an NFL fan and that can happen quite a bit. Yeah. It's it's not that su- surprising or offensive to me. I think Trying to do that kick under pressure is very, very difficult. Um, and yeah, if you're a good enough kicker, you can you can get it there. But if you, how are you under pressure? Because off a turnover, you're going to be under pressure. There's a million different thoughts racing through your mind. People screaming for the ball, coaches, fans yelling. Getting that kick will be difficult. So um, I, from I what I've it. watched, from what I've watched, like think of it: turnover, a strip uh, at a uh, at a. Um, at a, at a ruck. Yeah. So you've stolen it. Your number seven's done a great job. Stolen the ball. Number nine, little kick over the top. Box kick. Find, find territory. Sees a whole lot of space. Pick and go. 
bang. And it's just like that, and it's like, or I think Will Jordan did one recently, and it was just like, yep, they turned the ball over against the Highlanders, bang, straight to them, 50-20. And it was just like, the Highlanders never stood a chance to, to even stop that. It was, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a tough fight. I, I, I like this rule. I do like this rule because I think it opens up a lot of space. It's a lot of tactical. It's just a turnover pace where I'm like, Damn, that's a, I can see why you get caught out there, and I don't I don't think it's deserving. Yeah, but it ma- it does it puts more emphasis on not getting turned over in, like inside the opposition's exactly. fifty yeah. to thirty meter line. Like, makes you know? a turnover more impactful. Impactful. Yeah. So I and get it. Yeah, I guess. Look, I don't think you're ever going to get a perfect rule, but yeah, if if overall it's a net positive, then I think you stick with it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think it's it's a it's a decent rule. Yeah. I'm going to leave it the held up and drop out to last. Okay. Drop out of the ball forced. I like. Because you used to just, if someone punted it long, you just wait for it to roll into the yeah. dead ball line. Now you're seeing players pick it up and kick it. Yeah. No problem. Easy one, that one. Red card hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to talk too much on it. I, w- I, I do want to speak about the red card one, though, because there's been a few instances in games where there's sort of been... It's, it's, see, it's hard to draw this distinction, but I do, I do think it's a point worth raising. There's been instances in games in the past, even in last year, where there's been a red card... That may not necessarily have been deserved. Yes. So I don't mind this coming back on after twenty minutes thing. So I think it's it's obviously a more severe punishment than a yellow card. That player faces a more severe sanction, and I think it's better that you're not punishing the whole team for the entire game. Because I mean, obviously we had the famous game last year where the Wallabies man down for almost the entire game. I I don't think you should subject a team to that for the entire game for the actions of a player where it may or may not be deserved. 100%. And I get that, and, and that's, I guess, my issue with this one. The only thing I'd say with a red card, if it's foul play, I think it has to be no one can come on. I think, like, if it's, like, dirty, like, you see someone on the ground and elbows come in, like, you're punching, yep. stuff like that where it's like, okay, he's just had a brain explosion. Yeah. You, you deserve to be down. Like, you, you, your player's lost it. I don't know what the 100% rules are behind yeah. it. So it may, they may have said if, if it's foul play enough that it is yeah, there's, straight red. There's a, there's a great terminology in the NFL where it's a personal foul. Yeah. And I think, yes, having some sort of, if they don't have it, some sort of terminology along those lines where if the cause of the red, red card is like a personal foul or, you know, some action contrary to the spirit of the game or sportsmanship, things like that, then you go off. You know, if it's something like a, you're just reckless or something yeah. or it's two yellow cards or something, you know, stuff that really does depend on the subjectivity of the, the referee, then I think that's where you can have this sort of, yeah, so maybe we should have the orange card, like between the <laughs> yellow and the red. <laughs> orange card. He's out. He's going to go to the judiciary. 20 minutes later, you can replace him. Yeah, 100%. So that's, that's the red card. Now, the one that's been irking me, held up over the line is now a dropout. So you yeah. get held up, you get a dropout. Now, the reason they've done this is to speed the game up. And a classic example was Fiji did it, got held up over the line. Uh, Brumbies kicked it 60-odd metres downfield off the dropout. They returned it back another forty odd meters. It was good tacking rugby, you'd say. Yeah. My issue with it is, is the opportunities lost, and so now what we're going to see is then rather than trying to fight to get over the line, players are going to try and fight to not get over the line. Yeah. Like I think I saw actually Artie Savier do it in a game where and against the Blues where he was really close and he realised he probably isn't going to get that ball down, so I'm going to try and fight to get back to. Like, not let the Blues drag me over the line because it's a dropout. Like, yeah. from going from just about scoring to kicking a ball 50 metres, which every dropout is going to be about 50, 40, 50 metres, it just blows my mind. I'm like, they don't deserve that once you've done all the attack to get over the line. 100%. I don't mind if you go, okay, it's a, now a free kick. 
let's speed the game up. So it's a free kick. You can decide if you want to scrum it, but you can tap it. Or if we just say it's a free tap and you have to tap it. Yeah. And something like that. Um, and we go to tap from 10 metres out or something. If you want to speed the game up, cool. Do it that way. Don't punish them because what we're going to end up with is the, the rugby league shot clock, you know, when it's like you've got to take the drop out but in a certain amount of time and then players are going to be wasting time and this and that. And I'm just like, it's going to end up being worse for the game, I think. And I just sit there and I go, I never want to see a team get held up, even against us. Like, yeah. I'm like, it, you lose the opportunity of a, of a scrum five metres out. Now you're you're completely yeah. under pressure. You deserve to be under pressure still just because you held someone up. And if you're having a very successful scrum, the opportunity is lost to if you get a penalty off that scrum and you're right in front of the goalpost, easy three points. You're losing uh, potential three points, let alone, you know, the, the five and seven from a try. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's, yeah, it's 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 just it's happened a couple of times and I've gone, I do not like that. Like as much as I know what the intention behind it is, I just it, it irks me. So that that's my me letting my frustration out yep. of that rule. And you'll see it see it in games now. If you watch a Super Rugby game, held up over the line, just a painful thing. Six Nations. Yes. So we'll jump straight into the Six Nations. France beat Scotland to start off the weekend in Scotland. Very convincing. DuPont was incredible. Uh, watched the highlights of the game. Didn't watch the full game because I'm not waking up early to do that. No. Um, and I watch enough Super Rugby to, to give me my rugby fix. So France, though, from from all the reports I read, were, were the dominant team in the game. Scots had a couple of key opportunities, especially towards the end of the half. Weren't able to make good on them, whereas the French did. French are looking like the team to beat in Six Nations, and it's heading to... France versus England, yeah. final game of the round. Who's going to win it? Because England beat Wales quite convinced. Oh, not quite. They they looked like they were going to do it quite convincingly, uh, up seventeen nil, and then Wales worked their way back into the game to to be in a, in a chance to win it on the last play. Ended up being 23-17, English win, and then Ireland absolutely Just, dismantled Italy. There's yeah. a, there's some controversy. I, I unfortunately haven't got the full story for it because Italy were down to thirteen men. Um, I think it was an injury to a a prop and a prop being recarded, and so there were some issues there. Not 100%, um, we'll have a look in, and maybe mention it again uh, in our next podcast, just to get the full rundown, but I know there was some issues there, and it was a, there was there was talk of the game being a bit of a farce in the end there, which can happen. We'll review that, and we'll get back to you with the full details. But yes, Ireland uh, smashed Italy. So Ireland uh, now need, I think it's Wales to step up and beat France to have really any chance to to win the tournament, unless they can get more bonus points than the French and, and finish on that uh, title. But it looks like it is going to be a French or English Six Nations win yep. at the moment. Um, potential Irish win, because Irish still have to play England, and that could be be in there. But those are the teams. Uh, lastly, oh, no, that's, that is the last of the rugby. So rugby done. We'll move on to NRL trials. Yes. Some, a good week. Some good week. <laughs> good week. Very good week for a Dragons fan. Yes, very good week. So... Started out with the Seagulls versus the Raiders. Raiders got the, the two-point win there. Thought, I'm not going to go over these games too much until we get to the Dragons game, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, two two strong sides, both with the potential to finish in the top eight this year. And the Seagulls got some of the fastest players oh. in this game. Jason Saab, and that new centre they've got. Boy, Incredible. It's going to be, yeah, don't let them get loose. I think Jamal Fogarty, great signing for them. Oh, yeah. They did the same when they brought Caesar from us. Mm. And Jamal Fogarty and Whiten, that combo is going to be really, yeah. really good for the Canberra Raiders. So I think they're a team to watch to get back in the top eight. Uh, then we had the Tigers versus the Roosters. And the Tigers, they're two from two this preseason. Hopes are <laughs> up out in Leichhardt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, James Tarmo, though, is going to be missing some time after 
horrifically stupid decision to take out uh, Sam Walker's legs in the middle of the air. Just very, very stupid. And, but the Tigers go on to get the win there. So Jacob Little's just come out and done his uh, MCL or PCL. So he's out for four to six weeks. So that'll yeah. hurt them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yes. Then we had probably the biggest game of the round in the Panthers and the Eels, where the Eels no, no, just... No. The Charity Shield's the biggest game. Well, it's the I'm, only preseason game anyone really cares about. Look, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of if you're a fan of these teams. If you're, if you're a fan of the Eels, this is oh, yeah. this is a big game for you. This is oh, the rating, the rating premier is Battle of the West yeah. against right, Panthers. 36 okay, nil. Don't I, sell yourself short, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, the no, Charity no. Shield is the only preseason that's game. The most that impo- that's the most important yeah, game. Okay. Okay. In terms of the result. The result. Oh, the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue, continue. Thank you. The biggest result of the round was Parramatta 36 nil over the Panthers. I watched a couple of the highlights from this game. Look, I mean, the Panthers weren't fielding a full-strength squad. I mean, no one's fielding... Hundred percent full strength squad, but strong enough. Strong enough, yeah. Most of the pieces there. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, Parramatta every year, start of the season, they get the hopes up. This is our year, first time in however long, 40, 50 years. Talk to <laughs> talk to me after round twenty. We'll see where you're at after round twenty, and then the finals. Then the most uh, significant game of the round, the most important game. Result. Well, most I mean, important, result. The most important preseason game yeah, in, 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 in NRL. NRL. Yeah. yeah, you know, like there's no, there's no big. Yeah, thing. the Charity Shield, Rabbitohs. It's the only time I actually care about the Dragons. The it's actually the only time. Like I would never, but I'm like, oh, Charity Shield, NRL is very close. Yeah, that's when you know the NRL is yep. very it's close. Right like, around the corner. Okay, hey. Rabbitohs are about to spank the Dragons, and Ooh. we're off. And then no. surprise, surprise, boiled bunny for dinner. <laughs> Cody <laughs> Ramsey, and it might. I don't know if there's a war for best preseason try, but if there is, he gets it. And it might honestly carry on through to the entire regular season. A classic fingertip put down on the wing, reminiscent of the Auckland Nines. Just barest fingertip <laughs> touch on it. Great. And it, what it was, what I really liked about it, was it was Tyrell Sloan setting it up with a cutout ball to his winger that was Matt Dufty's trademark when he was with the Dragons. So he's obviously learned from that. And we're going to still see that. And I think that was one of the Dragons' most efficient attacking moves last year. So seeing them bring that in again. What I really like from this game is we saw some really good and not simple attack from the Dragons. And what I mean by that is last year, the Dragons' attack was very, very simple, very, very basic because there wasn't the quality of players to engineer anything better. This year, it seems like the Dragons are sort of overrunning with talent. You know, you try and look around for a weak spot on the board. And probably the best pinpoint is the inexperience of Sloan and Junior Amon. Mm-hmm. But they're both very, very skillful players. Amon had some runs where he was just dodging and weaving through everyone. You thought he's got a score here, but he looked very, very dangerous. And he's only been in limited NRL action. And last year he was had to play some center, had to move all over the place. Now that he's sort of been anointed as the full-time six, I think he's going to just improve as the season goes. Sloan's incredible. The kick from... I think it was Hunt across the field to Amon, where he just ran in the field and set up a try to Jack Bird. I mean, Jack Bird, the fact that we can play him in the forwards and we don't have to keep him in the centres is great. Moses Sully looks like a terrific attacking weapon. Zach Lomax with the... Oh, bro, flip, that, flip that, just that whole try. Yeah. That, that whole try, Zach Lomax. Everyone knows that Zach Lomax is good. He was your best player last year, probably. Yeah. Um, and, and you know he's good. Him and, and Ravalawa, that combo. That Ooh. combo is, yeah. As long as... Mr. Avalawa can stay on the field yeah. and not be suspended. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've got a you've got a decent right hand the, side. There was a moment where I think it was it was either Taft or their new um, seven uh, 
whatever Ili- his name Ilias. is. Ilias, yeah, or Jason Elias. Ilias. Is Elias, it? Elias, yeah. Ilias, yeah. Where they, they pass the ball to him, and as the ball's in the air, you just see Ravalawa just come flying out from yeah, off right. screen, and he just he just lets the ball go. He's like, I don't want any part of this. Or he just taps it on quickly so Ravalawa can't freaking nail him. Man, is it the definition of a human missile. But, look, we've, we've talked a lot about a preseason game, but it was a really good win for the Dragons. They held on with a... Uh, Rabbitoh side that was very spirited and made a good comeback, but uh, and a good Rabbitoh side as well. I yeah, think it wasn't yeah. like you know, it wasn't there was some decent players. It's not like you were beating a bad Rabbitoh exactly, side. Exactly, exactly. So, and uh, yeah. we didn't get to see a Burgess on Burgess contact, unfortunately. As <laughs> I, whichever Burgess we don't have got sent off the field. You got George. Yeah, you got George. I, I, we got one of them. Yeah. You, don't to, you don't need to know which one you got. You got one of them. You got the the average one. Let's yeah. be honest at um, the moment. Doesn't matter. They, they, <laughs> we, we don't need him to be good. Uh, we just need him to be a big brick house, which he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. A brick shit house. Yeah, yeah nice. exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, and yeah, overall, it's good signs from the Dragons. Round one versus the Warriors. I guess your second team. I see, everyone's everyone. Every New Zealand is a second or first team. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, they're all, So they're that'll be a, that'll be a good one. Is Reese Walsh suspended for that one? He is. He yeah. is. So, so he's out that one. So I think we'll probably see either Cody Nikarima at the back or Chen- uh, Chanel. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. One Chanel of the two. The Warriors impressed me in preseason. Obviously, they haven't been able to play this week against the Titans because it's been cancelled. Mm. Um, but they've impressed me. I must say, your Dragons have impressed me. I'm I'm not a, a massive Dragons fan. Yeah. I don't. I've, I don't mind Ben Hunt. I think Ben Hunt's yeah. a, a, an absolutely fantastic player. Obviously, the haunted of the Broncos drop ball will always haunt, haunt Brent, Ben Hunt. And the, until he wins a premiership, premiership. it will always haunt him. Always haunt it's him. a good thing he'll win one this year. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right. I still We're going to do our preview, and obviously we'll probably... It's going to be funny because our Super Rugby preview, we're probably a, a lot of agreement. I think in our, in our, yeah. our preview, there's going to be a lot of disagreement because as much... The, the Dragons have definitely moved up. I think when we did the court case, I said 12. They've definitely moved up to ninth or tenth already, oh, okay. and I'm like, uh, as I've got to, I haven't obviously fought out my table, but I'm looking and I'm like, okay, they're definitely fi- finishing higher than the Knights now. I'm like, the Bulldogs will take a couple of years, so they'll probably finish higher than them. Tigers as good as they're going, I think finish ninth or something like that. You know, typical Tigers. So I'm like, Broncos right. still need some work. Broncos still not looking pretty. Cowboys still, I, I'm not. I, I don't have a hundred percent faith. I. I I, I seem to be the only one that rates Todd Payton higher than he did what he did with the Warriors, but maybe I'm getting caught up in what he did with the Warriors that he's actually not as good of a coach as I, as I believe. But it's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of those fringe... It's, what I'm going to say about the in and out, it's going to be a hell of a lot better season than last year. Not, yeah. not in the way that last season wasn't bad. It's just I think a lot of those teams that weren't so good are closing the gap. Like, yeah, I think you're going to get teams where... Anyway, like, the Dragons could beat the Storm. The Dragons yeah. could beat the Panthers on their day. You know, I don't think you'll see the Panthers constantly running in 40, 60, 40, 50 point wins and same with the uh, the Storm. I think there's going to be a lot more competition and I think teams are going to learn from what they the mistakes they made last year, especially like your Dragons, Tigers, everyone like that. I, I have a lot of NRL discussions with my cousin. I've got a shout out to Chris. Uh, he's a <laughs> tragic Bulldogs fan. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about him. But we were we've been saying... So since the end of last season, when some of the new signings for this year were coming out, that across the board, a lot of teams are looking better. Yeah. And a lot of the top teams are losing some of that talent. So it should even out the board. And yeah, we thought that our sort of unofficial prediction is that this year will probably be one of the closest NRL seasons we've had in a while. And I think that's really good for the competition. Definitely. And yeah, it, 
it's terrible when you miss out when you're the Tigers and you miss out on the eight by one spot when you're in ninth or something like that. But but if you're fighting for it all the way through and you, you know, it's hard to be like we deserve to be in there. Why aren't we in there? Kind of thing. Um, that's hard to swallow yeah. when you know we shot ourselves in the foot. We are the reason we didn't make it. When you get genuinely beaten by other good teams, though, I think it's a little bit easier. Like, okay, they were just better than us, but we can get better, yeah. kind of thing. So, and I, I, yeah, it'll be it'll be a really interesting season to see who does miss out on the eight. I think yeah, last year you had the Titans and, and the Knights who yeah. didn't really deserve to be in the top eight. Like, don't get me wrong, we we played the Roosters and just about yeah. beat the Roosters. Knights played hard in their final, but we, we we didn't deserve to be. Like, I think we lost more games than we won. Like, yeah. or, or it was even. It was it was we. We, as a Titans supporter, didn't deserve to be there. The Knights didn't deserve to be there. The top six did deserve to be there. I think this year we're going to get a top eight that deserves to be there. Yeah. Like, even if you're finishing seventh or eighth, you're going to have won some games that put you deserved to be there. So it's going to be great in our season. Our, we'll do a probably preview, maybe over later this week or start next week, um, and go through all the teams. It'll probably be online just because it's easier that way. Um, but we will definitely do a preview for the NRL because I think we're going to have very yeah. different reactions and beliefs of, of what's going to happen. To close out the NRL preseason round, Cowboys beat the Broncos 26-6, yes. and the Storm beat the Knights 24-10. Sharks and Bulldogs play tonight, and the Warriors and Titans got cancelled. Yes. So I think everyone's Broncos happy a little about bit that. disappointing, I think. Uh, I still, as a as a Queensland supporter, of Gold Coast, originally, pre-Gold Coast time, I was a Brisbane Broncos supporter. That's like... But you... Yeah, it's, it's great for, you. as a New Zealander, you can choose who you support. And because the yeah. Warriors were the Auckland Warriors, I didn't have this affiliation with them to be like, that's my team. So I always, I've got I've got a Queensland jersey from like 2004, 2005. So I've got my historic Queensland yeah. jersey. So I was a Bronco supporter and I loved one player, Scotty Prince. Oh yeah, everyone loves Scotty so Prince. So Scotty Prince was my guy in Queensland at the time, playing for the Broncos. Was that? Michael Gordon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a... Machine yeah, definitely. But I was a Scotty Prince. Yeah, yeah, he was my guy. And then he moved to the Titans in their first year, and I was like, okay, I'm on that Titans bandwagon now. And so ever since, ever since, I've gone through the hard times. Mm. I've been mocked at, at at my college when they finished dead last, and deservedly. <laughs> but yes, so that that I think we're going to have a very good discussion on that. So that will be coming out definitely. later. Let's move on to the WNRL now. I don't have a lot of knowledge of this. I've seen some of the games. I've seen the bruises from some of the games. I saw oh, yeah. The cheekbone break um, yeah. from a Broncos player and then the bruise from the Parramatta Eels woman yeah. that was, oh, my lordy. It I was like, okay. Like, yeah, it looked like when Joey Manu blew out his cheekbone. Exactly, yeah. And, I, and, and I've actually seen some highlights now since, I think it was the Newcastle game. Um, and... It's fucking good footy, man. Yeah, like yeah. it is some serious uh, heavy hitters. I saw a try from a Nonco's girl, and she ran one of the best lines you will see a girl run. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm gonna have to definitely, as much as my girlfriend will say no, tune into to watching some more sport because <laughs> fuck, I spend all weekend doing it. But yeah, yeah I, I, again, right, I know that I know one result, and that was that his dragons bit my titans. Other than hey. that, I'm a little bit lost. Just a preview of the men's no, well. round. Come, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, we haven't got David Vita in our woman's side, so that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, dragons beat the titans twenty twelve, Broncos beat the roosters twenty four, and the eels pipped the knights thirteen twelve on a last second field goal, I believe. Um, but there was also a conversion during the game where the wind was so horrific that they had to do the old school. Someone Touch keep their finger, <laughs> finger on the top of the ball. Yeah, look, Dragons, women's side, uh, got some fantastic players in there from uh, the Australian 
sorry, the uh, women's blue state of origin team oh, yes. and some Queenslanders in there as well. Um, Ketia Apps, she is a monster yeah. and she's the captain of the Dragons. And look, is last it Millie, was Millie Boyle? Is that the one? She's a Broncos, I think it's Millie Boyle. Um, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but she's a beast. Like, I was watching some highlights of her, and I was like, holy shit, that Broncos side's, like, they've won but it past two past years. Th- past three. Yeah, a lot better than their fucking men. Yep. Um, um, and, yeah. yeah, two years ago, I think it was a Broncos-Dragons final, the Broncos beat us then. Last year it was, like, Broncos-Roosters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Dragons fell off a little bit last year, but they got Jamie Sowd coaching them this coaching, year. I did see so that. So that's yeah, going cool. to be good for the team. Um, yeah, look, hopefully my Dragons can break the Broncos streak. Um, but there's also good, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other NRL clubs that are now putting forward their own women's team to join the competition next year. Uh, I believe the Cowboys have submitted an application. Oh, that's very cool. So I think there's a bunch of different teams. I think the Tigers put in an application as well. So I still see the Tigers one. We, we, the Warriors, I say the we. The Warriors did have a team last year, and yep. they have had a team, but I think with having to play overseas, it, yep. wasn't, it doesn't make sense. Eventually, I'm hoping in the next two years we will get a women's team. I think yep. they need to get a women's team in quickly, in the Warriors because of Super Rugby now kicking off, yep. um, and if, if if they lose out to Super it's Rugby, it'll be very yeah. it'll be very hard to come back. Um, and um, yeah, we're actually speaking of that, that is one thing that I think is going to influence the NRLW this year is that um, last year there was no women's Super Rugby, mm. um, so a lot of those players, especially in Australia, joined uh, NRLW sides like famously Charlotte Casley yep. did. So I think teams and that the Roosters benefited measurably from that because she's a tremendous rugby player. So I think now that they've kind of fallen back to their, just the NRL personnel on their rosters, I think that'll be a bit more, bring a bit more balance to the competition and hopefully me and my Dragons can thrive. I, I love it. I think it's, it's fantastic. I, re- I yeah. still remember uh, second year at uni, I think I was, and watching the grand finals, it, was, it might have been first year or something like that, and we were, it was the... Uh, Grand final and the Warriors were on all of the under twenties. Then like the New South Wales yeah. second of, and then the grand final. And I was like, "That's fantastic! I loved when they were lined up and did that." And I yeah. think it'll be just add the women's game in there as well. Like it, make it a spectacle. I, I I think it's fantastic. I think it'll be awesome. Get as many teams as you can in there. Um, I do. I think Super Rugby Women's Australia. The women aren't getting paid from what I've seen, so it's not a paid. So. NRL's already got to step up. Yeah. So I'm like, if they can keep this going, um, but yeah, I think the next step is going to get them to get paid a full salary. Like, like yeah. it's not, again, I don't know how much, I don't know the figures behind it. I don't know how much they're bringing in. I don't know what the cost and, and the cost and benefit is, but the NRL just stated that they made a $43 million surplus. Yeah, huge. So problem, yeah. during COVID, during everything else that happened, you got to be starting to think, okay, well, let's get these women on a, at least a decent. Service. Where do we finish off? They're talking about the NWNRL, yeah. getting the woman full pay yep. um, with the surplus. Uh, so yeah, any other thoughts from the WNRL before we move on to another sport completely? Uh, no, I think it's uh, it's good that it's underway and um, go Dragons. Excellent. Uh, NFL off season, yes. So I guess not not a lot happening in the NFL at the moment, but no. there's a couple of big announcements. We've got the combine coming up starting not tomorrow, but the next day I think Wednesday. Yep. Um, running through till Sunday or even next Wednesday, next Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to it's, it's weird because it's American. American out of it's time. the first to the seventh American time, which is what second to the eighth for us. Yeah, I think so. So Wednesday to Tuesday for us. Wednesday Summer? to Tuesday. Wednesday, like to, Wednesday to Monday, something like that. Um, so we'll we'll see uh, see if anyone stands out. I guess this is a weird draft class. I've been seeing a lot of draft yeah. classes have come in, and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of interesting. I guess talent and just. 
it's not a, there's no surefire first picks. Yeah, the, you know the mock I mean? drafts are all over the place at the moment. Like I've seen, uh, this is offensive tackle that the Steelers have been predicted to get. I've seen him go as high as fourth overall or drop into us at twentieth. So uh, something cross. Uh, Cross? Oh yeah, 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 yeah offensive yeah, yeah, tackle. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I've seen. Yeah, I've seen Evan O'Neill being selected first overall from Alabama. Yeah. I've seen Thibodeau from uh, Oregon. I've seen the Michigan H- boy Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, uh, the Falcons have any number of players get selected to them at eight. So it'll be interesting. We'll see how the combine if that'll change any of that. If someone will t- come What's, out of the blue, this is going to be one of the rare drafts where a quarterback isn't picked first overall. Yeah, definitely. So that's always interesting. At least someone blows us out of the water, I guess. Or uh, from all the analysis I guess. I've seen and from what I've heard is that everyone agrees that there's no quarterback worth number one overall. Um, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jaguars have got it. So it'd have to take a trade. You'd have to really love a yeah. quarterback. But Malik Willis, you know, you see. I mean, see I've him. seen him, I've seen him go from anywhere from being like a top five pick to being a second round pick. There's it's just it's, it's just it. nobody <laughs> knows at the moment. You're right. It, it, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're def- I feel like we're going to get a Pat Mahomes in this draft, like a yeah. like not maybe not that good, but there'll be someone like the tenth, eleventh that those positions where you look back now and Pat Mahomes should be in the first overall yeah. pick, but. You yeah. won't know until you know. Considering <laughs> Trubisky was the highest taken quarterback in that draft, yeah, definitely. Look, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. I've heard different things from all sides, um, specifically around the, the Steelers, obviously because of following the Steelers sort of off season. Um, yeah, who know? Who knows? Who knows? Is there's a lot of question marks, but that's what this off season is. Um, and yeah, I mean, last time, last week we talked about Brian Flores, so still very happy about that. Something's still sort of riding that high, uh, if you will. Um, and then there's news that Stefan Tuitt might not retire for the Steelers, which would be really big. He didn't play all last season for us because he lost his uh, brother in a car accident yep. in the preseason. So he, if he's back, that will definitely change a lot of our fortunes on defense, a lot better in the run stuffing and things like that. So, yeah, I think free agency is going to be really huge for a lot of teams. A lot of teams are generating a lot of cap space. The Saints restructured a bunch of con tracks to get some actual cap space because they were like 70 million over the cap. Um, yeah. the Talking Steelers about retirements as well. Yeah, another Ali surprise Muppet one. Surprise one. Nowhere, eh? Yeah, 28 so, years old. 28-year-old Buccaneers uh, Pro Bowl this year. Uh, Ali Muppet, is it Muppet? Muppet, I think. Muppet. Uh, he is retired, which is a bit of a shock um, and kind of puts the Buccaneers again another step back, Yeah, which is huge. So that's that's a big, the, probably the biggest retirement. And then the other news in coaching hires... Kansas City doubling down with again, yeah. getting Eric back and then It's Matt funny because I think their roles are reversed now. I think when Nagy was there as the offense coordinator, Biennemi was there as like offensive assistant quarterback coach. Now it's like the other way around. So it's like you had a job, <laughs> you left to take another job, your assistant's been promoted over you, you've come back to your old job, but you don't have your old job anymore. Your assistant's got your job, so now you've got the assistant's <laughs> job. So That's good for Matt Nagy, though. I think yeah. that's what he needs. He needs a, a refresher. I still think he can coach. He had his moments, obviously. Anyone that got that Bears team to that level when they did, like a 10-6 playoff, yeah, dunked the it fa- off there, that was... The, the, the fact that the Bears got to the playoffs that year was pretty incredible. Yeah, that's so, I mean, I think there's there's obviously some coaching there and there's some ability, so I think he's gone back to a good place. Have a couple more years, maybe get a shot somewhere down the line. Maybe we can show, I guess, you know, like, can can we just about say that this is maybe one of the more pointless jobs in the world? Quarterbacks coach for the Kansas City Chiefs with Pat Mahomes there. Like, what what are you really doing? 
No, because you got you got backups. You got to teach the backups how to play oh, like so Mahomes. Teach the backups how to play. <laughs> to play, play like Mahomes. Just yeah. like you see, you see how much Chad Mahomes. Hinney. Yeah, Chad. <laughs> you see how Patrick here was at a forty-five degree angle to the ground and hurled the ball sideways <laughs> for, third, for sixty yards. Yeah, just just do that next time when you're falling down. Don't take the sack. Huck it sixty yards. Coaching. <laughs> we could do it. Shit. Should we? Should we apply for it? Quarterbacks coach? Quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. I reckon we could do Kansas City. I reckon we could probably do Seattle. I reckon Green Bay. Easily. Can easily Bay. do Green we Bay's do quarterbacks Green Bay. coach. Yeah. 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 Jordan Love. You see how Aaron Rodgers somehow rolls out to the left every single time and <laughs> throws more 70 yards down the field. Someone's just open the end zone. Just do that. I reckon I reckon we'd be good at it because what we could do is we could bring up men in and go, look, yeah. you can do this in the game, Jordan. This is what you can do in the game. Yeah. So show me how to do it. Yeah. And You're rated. 78 overall in the game. I don't know what he's rated in the game. Probably less 72. than 72. Yeah, I think he's 72. 70, so. Rated 72 overall in the game, right? You've got like 80 arm power. Show me that 80 arm power. <laughs> Maybe believe it's 82, Jordan. I Do you want get that. Uh, <laughs> he's talking to you already. Get him feedback already. This is a sign of a motivated player. Never sleeps. Never sleeps. Always switched on. You want to get your men in rating up? Come talk to us. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get you on the right track. So. Yeah, I, I still think TJ Watt isn't 99 overall after winning Defensive Player of the Year. How is someone the defensive player of the year and he's not the highest rated defensive player in the game. Madden, pull your heads out of your eyes. This is why I don't play your shit game anymore. Very shit game. Uh, but yes, I think I think he'll be a 99 next year. I think he'll be in the 99. He fucking better be. <laughs> he fucking better be. Uh, okay. I will find you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's, that's most of the NFL season. Yep. Again, a lot of news will come yeah. out probably by next podcast um, with Combine, what's happening, um, any big signings, but we will quickly move on to the sporting fallout from Russia. Obviously, yeah. Russia has now fully invaded the Ukraine. It's, yep. it's fallout war. Um, so a lot of sports and, and I guess, teams, uh, companies, everything like that are starting to restrict what Russian sports can do and what Russian teams can do. So the big ones in football, Sweden was the first one. I think it's Sweden. Um, there was a couple other ways, maybe Norway or Poland as well have all refused to play Russia in yep. the World Cup qualifying. However, FIFA has come out and said they will allow Russia to play under RSC or something like that, Russian football country. Yeah, it's the same as the way the Russians get around the Olympics. Russian thing RSC, where they, yeah, yeah, Russian Olympic Committee and shit like that. Look, it's a bit of a cop-out for my mind. Like, I mean, I, I sort of understand it. The players haven't done anything wrong. Um, so, yeah, look, as much as it sort of irks me, I understand, and I, I'll i grudgingly admit it's probably the right decision because the players haven't done anything wrong. And, yeah, I, it, ju- it, it does just irk me. I get, it, I, get it with, I get it with athletics and stuff like that and, and with Olympics. Olympics is kind of like the, the golden of everyone should be at your amateur. You should just compete for the love of it, righty you know, the history. FIFA, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. I don't think that they should be allowed to. I, I would take them out of the tournament completely. I would say, nah, you're not in with this. They're, they're multi-million dollar players. You, 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 as a country, you've lost the opportunity to be represented at the biggest football tournament in the world. And I would have zero problem with them saying that. And I think a lot of countries would as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't have a problem if they went out and did that. I see why they've done what they've done. But yeah, for sure, I would not have a problem if they just took them out and... Yeah, and said to the to the leaders of the country, you've lost this opportunity for your for your players. Like, and and, and, and it's contrary to the to the the spirit of what the World Cup and the Olympics, what it's all about. I mean, I guess with the Olympics one, look, they 
let them compete under Russia Olympic Committee because Russia, the country, had had that illegal uh, doping uh, thing, but the athletes who competed weren't guilty in that. Some of them weren't, at least. Um, so that kind of makes sense. Where it's here, I think, I mean, it is a bit of a different situation than previous ones involving Russia and not being able to show their representation at the the events. So yeah, look, I mean, for, for, I'm sort of it's it's a bit it sounds like a bit of a cop out, but I'm sort of on, on the fence on this one. I, I lean either way. I think that there's not a wrong decision out of those two, like booting them out mm-hmm. or stripping them of representation. Basically, uh, I guess they just felt more comfortable with um, with with doing it that way and not wanting to punish the athletes or the average Russian citizen. Yeah. I don't give it. But they've also moved the UEFA Champions League final that was planned to be there, which is obviously... Which, a, that's the right decision. That's, the right that's decision. 100% Easy. the right decision. Easy, no-brainer. No-brainer, done. F1's going to boycott it, so they're not going to go to Russia, which is, again, I think when it's an event, like, it's like taking Mazepin yeah. out because he's Russian. You probably can't do that, but the event, which is going to generate income from them, which is going to be a... You know, you're going to be in their country while they're doing something like that. 100% agree. Yeah. Those are easy to be done. Take it out. Do that. That's. I think. I think we'll see more and more. I think. I. I believe Manchester United just took removed their one of their shirt sponsors, who was a Russian company as well. Like that. Yeah. I think you're going to start to see a lot of and Chelsea's, high ground. Chelsea's owner as well. He is one of the Russian oligarchs. He has stepped away from the team. He's given it over to the trustees to manage instead. I think because all his finances have been frozen, troubled. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows if that's a, a moral move or not? I mean, he he. Hopefully he takes a bit of a harder stance in private against. I mean, we're not we're not a politics podcast, so we won't get into that here. But you, yeah, you're right. We're seeing moves um, all across uh, the sporting world in reaction to this event, which is you know, positive to see sport being a, a a force of positive change. And, and in football, you see it especially because there's Ukrainian players, you know, skittled throughout throughout teams throughout everything. You yeah, saw West Ham wearing Yarmolenko's shirts. You had. Um, a couple and two Ukrainian players in the Everton Man City matchup. So there's a lot of support behind it, and it's really good to see. Um, I think we'll see a Russia get imposed a few more bans as we go on and lose a lot of things like that. I don't think it's going to affect Daddy Putin. Just before we move on from football, because I know we we don't have it on our run sheet, but I do want to speak about it. The uh, the Carabao Cup final this morning. The shootout. Wow. What the... <laughs> I haven't seen so many penalties converted in my life. Like. Yeah. And the, the Liverpool goalie, Kelleher, he, he nailed that. That was a great that penalty. That was a great yeah. shot. And then... As soon as you get into the 11s and the penalty, and the goalies, you're like, oh, just... Then the other this. goalie, you can absolutely tell that he saw Liverpool's goalie just bang one in right before he him. It. And he's like, I've, I've got to do the same thing. Didn't take a simple shot. Tried to smash it himself. Kicked it like 15 metres above the crossbar. Yep. Liverpool Muppet. deserved winners. Yeah. Deserved winners in the end. I think you're a part-time Liverpool supporter. Yeah. yeah. It was good to see. I tuned in for the for the shootout, and you're right. Never seen so many penalties converted before in my life yeah. either. Um, and I know, I mean, to English sides, obviously all the English football fans, no one in England is a fan of penalty shootouts <laughs> for all the heartbreak they've suffered there. Oh. So fans on either side, hearts in their mouths. But, yeah, a thrilling end to, to that game. Yeah. And to finish off the podcast. Yeah. Boxing, we, we haven't had many big boxing events in a, in a while, and I guess I say that there probably has been many and we just haven't kept up with it because it's uh, not heavyweight and we're not that interested in it. But Tyson Fury versus Dylan White has been announced April 23rd, so it's not too far away. Um, but, yeah, so I think that'll be very exciting. That's another 
Fury fight. It's the number one contender for one of his titles that he had to oblige to, to fight. Uh, White deserves it, but we will get knocked out, um, and Fury will probably win, and then we'll, we'll see. I, I, um, Usyk, the Ukrainian boxer, obviously at the top of his game, but probably a bit more other things to worry about. The Klitschko's have both joined the war, so... I can't imagine him not joining the war yeah. as a Ukrainian heavyweight boxer. He's probably heading to, to that direction. So I don't know what's going to happen. And it's a bit hard to, to judge the, the out, outlook of, of, of boxing heavyweight division at the moment with what's going on. Yeah. Anything else on the sporting radar for you, Husey? For us in the world? Knox is heading back to Knox College for some rugby training. Knox Grammar. Knox Grammar. Knox Grammar, yeah. Is it Knox? Knox Grammar. It's Knox Grammar. Oh, Not Knox College. Because no, oh, you, you, you never want to say college because Knox's rival is Barker and they're Barker College. Barker so, College. So it's Knox Grammar. Yeah. Knox Grammar, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You thought I, thought I would have known that after one season of playing 40 for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think what's on the sporting right. Look, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a rugby world at the moment with Super Rugby, Six Nations, NRL going on. So, yeah, not really that much uh, outside of those things there. Um I'm excited for the NFL Combine. I think we'll get a bit of a clearer picture of the project, uh, of the prospects. That's the word I'm looking for. The prospects. <laughs> well, the projects are Project not projects. The pro- prospects there. Uh, the NBA is getting to its crunch time, so that'll yeah, be yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was more of an NBA fan. The NHL, the NHL just had that their, their stadium game, which was like sixty thousand odd people outdoors, yeah. which looked fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't follow the NHL enough. I, to I, I only follow the Pittsburgh teams very very. Part time, I hockey, hockey and basketball for me. I don't pay that much attention during the regular season. So when we come final time, oh, Simon, I start, you I start, start to, to wake up and you're like, oh well, because those are almost seasons in and of themselves with the amount of games that are played. Definitely. So that's when I start to pay a bit more attention. Um, so maybe when we come to final time, there we'll have a bit more on the radar. Yeah. I know that Philadelphia fans seem to be pretty happy with the way that trade's worked out so far. James Harden looking good. Skilled, skilled my uh, New York Knicks today, so that was pretty disappointing. But yes, uh, other than that's, that... That's about it, I think. I think it is, I think. Another round of Super Rugby up. Uh, we're both 9 of 10 for Super Rugby picks. Yeah. And the only reason we're both 9 of 10 is because we've both picked, picked our teams when yep. they've been the underdogs. So... Yep. I mean, QZ made the huge decision, which not many people make, um, to pick the Hurricanes over the Blues, which wasn't the favor- favorable one because they were paying like four dollars at the New Zealand TAB. But yeah, it worked I, out for you, didn't it, mate? Yeah, I don't. It, I just had a feeling that the Blues, having not played, played yet, uh, yet. <laughs> it didn't really work out that and, way because they looked like the better team. Yeah, <laughs> and RTS being new and everything like that. Like I just he thought, looked very good. So. Yeah, I just thought, yeah. So yeah. The, my reasoning was completely wrong, but the result was right. So it's like those maths. Like in a maths test where you just like <laughs> you, you get the right answer, the teacher's like you're working out it's completely wrong, but somehow you've arrived at the right answer. That was me with the, my prediction this week, and yeah, I picked the Waratahs over the Reds, and that was almost a true prediction there. Definitely, so definitely, it was very close. I, I, I am gonna. Have, there's gonna be a tub- couple things coming out later in the week that next podcast we will chat on, and I think you'll be very interested. I'm okay. doing. I've got two. Form teams for the All Blacks and the Wallabies, just Ooh. based off Super Rugby. So you'll yeah. see those. They should come out probably Rugby Thursdays. Follow us on Instagram and stuff to see those because they will come out then. Um, and I we will discuss them on the podcast mm. next week because I'll be doing them weekly from now on. And it's going to be form teams just yeah. based off Super Rugby. So, so that means Hooper's no, not going to no, be in this no, one. No Hooper at the moment, no Quade Cooper, no nothing like that. It's just based off what I'm seeing from Super yeah. Rugby. A little bit of history in there. Um, so like if a player's done well, previously but it's going to be yeah. based off that so we will touch base on that next podcast but for this one thank you for joining us for our 11th episode 
Back in person. Back in person. See you later.